0: Time being, 7 o'clock, I call the April 26, 2023 meeting of the Franklin Town Council to order. Please pause for a moment of silence. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Announcements from the chair. All citizens are now welcome to attend public board and committee meetings in person. Meetings are live streamed by Franklin TV and shown on Comcast Channel 11 and Verizon Channel 29. In an effort to maximize citizen engagement opportunities, citizens will be able to continue to participate remotely via phone. Or you may click the Zoom link that is on the posted agenda and on the town's website. The phone number is 929-205-6099. And the meeting ID is 839. 7437-8921 Seven four three seven, eight nine two one, and then you need to hit the pound sign. Once again, the meeting ID is eight three nine seven four three seven, eight nine two one pound. If residents are just interested in watching the meeting, it will also be live streamed by Franklin TV. Okay, next item on the agenda is citizens' comments. Citizens are welcome to express their views for up to three minutes on a matter that is not on the agenda. The council will not engage in a dialogue or comment on a matter raised during citizens' comments. The town council will give REMAX appropriate consideration and may ask the town administrator to review the matter is there anyone in council chambers that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda please if you just come forward uh, to the microphone and state your name and address
1: good evening i'm maureen sullivan i live um i have three properties actually on king and washington street (coughs) areas um there's a bylaw mrs bennett bylaw it's called I've been told by neighbors, I don't know what it is, I haven't had time to look it up, but there should be no traffic, trucking traffic, coming from Grove Street towards, onto Washington, heading towards 495. Is anyone aware of that by-law, or am I mistaken? Have I been misled? We, we, we will you can't comment to me? Right. Okay, uh, so the continue. thing is, if there is, if there is if we're allowing, there's UPS now, um, there's already a situation with the trucking company on Washington Street, I'm not gonna get into that, that's not about this. You have enough to deal with, it, with that there, but that intersection, it's, it's, a, it's a death waiting to happen. It's ridiculous. And then this other place was okay down on Washington Street off where that, the high tension line is. Mm-hmm. Whatever's going there with those things, they have been taking or bringing in gravel and sand and all kinds of things, and they have these 18 wheel length trucks that are going around that corner, they can't make it, and then you've got um, mostly it's Nicholas and um, the green trucks, the name escapes me now. But there's two companies now that are coming, Washington Street, coming out of Grove Street, and going to this other facility on Washington Street, and that wasn't the way it was set up before, it was just gonna be that facility was just gonna come and go around the corner. It's an absolute mess there. I know you can't come back and say something to me, but, This isn't the type of thing where I'm saying, the traffic's bad and I get a light in front of my house, it's entertaining to me. The the police, you go everywhere in town now and you see these police signs that say, we're gonna catch everyone and fine you for being on your cell phone. You don't understand how (coughs) dangerous it is. You've got a charter school going in, that same drive what that, that those trucks are going in. Now, I'm complaining about the corner. That's not what I'm bringing up here tonight. I want to mostly focus on that Grove Street should not be coming out of that street. If we have that Mrs. Bennett's bylaw, I don't know what the name of the bylaw is, um, but they should not be coming out there. And when those businesses are okayed and they go through the planning board, I went to a meeting the other night, it was two seconds, yep, yep, everything looks okay, but you have to follow through with it. So if it's in the planning stages and they okay it, and it's okay with the town council, the town council has to make sure that those rules stay in place throughout however long they're supposed to. Now, that should be to the end of time until now that I brought it up, somewhere in the future, in the short future, I'm sure we'll be looking to dissolve that bylaw because it doesn't work for UPS and all that. The UPS trucks are smaller, but at nighttime, I didn't realize, I have property on that corner for sale, I did not realize, I would have advertised that it's it's zoned for 24-hour trucking. Is that correct? You can't answer me. I'll tell you right now, it's open 24 hours a day. There is not one day that there is not a truck that goes in and out of there every single hour of the day. So. Thank you.
0: you. Is there anyone else in the, please, uh, just, State your name.
2: <laughs> I'm Kenneth Elmore, I'm a resident at 29 <laughs> School Street and uh, I represent Dean College, I work there. Um, I uh, wanted to just uh, do two things. One, I wanted to just inform friends and neighbors that we will see a big exodus from uh, campus and from Franklin this weekend and next weekend. Next weekend we'll also bring a number of visitors into town, parents and friends who will come to see Dean College's graduation, it'll be our 157th graduation. This year, we will be honoring Marty Walsh, Rutina uh, Wesley, and Andrea Kramer as a speaker. Uh, we invite everyone to join us on May 6th at 11 a.m. on the front lawn at Dean College to celebrate our wonderful group of young people who'll be out there, their families, and also, I think, to celebrate Franklin. Secondly, I look forward to more conversations and connections with the town of Franklin, uh, with Dean College engaged and also uh, to say as a resident who's been here for almost a year, it's been a wonderful experience. Thank you. Thank you, Ken.
0: Is there anyone else in the audience that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda?
3: Just a question, will we have an opportunity to speak on items that are on the agenda when they come? Yes. Please.
4: (laughs) Name and address. Hi. Mary Hi. O'Neill, Beaver Street. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a disability chairperson in town, and we're having a disability expo on May 20th from 11 to 2, and we have vendors coming from everywhere. Um, HMO is involved, Kennedy Donovan, Metro West Center for uh, Independent Living, Bailey's Team for Autism, and countless others, and we're, we're also reaching out to the other towns around the area so that we can bring in a lot of people. We ha- I think we have 24 vendors in all, and it's gonna be held, at, as I said, at the Senior Center, and um, we're really looking forward to it. There, there's a lot of people I don't think believe, realize that we're in town, this commission, and, we do whatever we can. If we get a call, we'll follow it up. Um, if we can't answer the situation, you know, right then and there, we'll find someone who can. We don't leave people sort of hanging, if you will. Um, and there's always a follow up call to make sure that they're okay. Because we really deeply care about the people in town. And this is one example of something that I never heard of. This is autism awareness. What this is, it's a covering for the seat belts for a child or maybe an older person who might want to get out of the seat belts, and this prevents it. And this is put out by the sheriff's office. And Franklin Police Department gave me these, gave me several. So, I have a flyer that I like, you know, when you have a minute, we could just pass around and sure. Please um let people know because it'll be it's gonna be a wonderful mm-hmm.
5: thing. Hold up the fire, Mary. Chris, Chris will get a zoom shot right in. June around. Yeah, right. yeah, hold it up. Hi, right, There you go. Oh, the there,
6: Can you
5: see it?
4: Yeah. Yep. yep. Not clearly though. No. Uh, see, come in here. Oh. <please> <Steve>. So please, you know, spread the word as best you can, and it be wonderful.
7: All right? Great. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. Thank you.
4: And thank you. That <laughs> Okay. All right, <laughs> have a good night. Let me just before I leave, I didn't hear the buzz the little I just want you all to know each and every one of you how much we appreciate you and all you do for Franklin. I know these nights, um, these town meetings go for hours. Yeah. So you are appreciated. Thank okay. you, thank you,
0: ma'am. Thank you. All right, take care. Can you tell me the time it is again? Sure,
8: it's 11 to 2. It's 11 to 2, thank yeah. you. Yeah, okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay. The guy with the blue hat, Yeah. are next. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Chair, I'm Rudy DPW Director, and uh, with me is Carlos uh, Rebello. He's a hiring ground superintendent. Sure. And, uh, that's a tough act to follow. Nice
9: job.
8: Hey, I just want you to give a little announcement. I, I started this a long time ago. Uh, we were finally recognized at Tree City USA. It? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, it's been around for a while. I honestly started like 10 years ago. Yeah. Then I got busy. And uh, so the staff, and um, uh, particularly Derek Adams, yeah. kind of took the ball and, and ran with it um the neat thing about this is it's it basically is an evaluation of like how much we love our trees and it's all based on maintenance and outreach and a lot of stuff you're doing along tree plantings and stuff like that so it's you know it's a dpw award that you know we, we've established it you know through our budgeting and, and you know i love trees so it's, it's actually a cool thing but the neat thing about it too is only less i think there's less than seven percent of the communities in massachusetts the tree city and less than two percent of the whole country so uh it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. um, it's, it's yeah. So, yeah. It, also, just because we love getting gifts, I brought in a dozen uh, tulip trees.
7: Yay. So,
8: so like the, we, we we pass these out. We work with recreation. So, one of the programs we do when we do the uh, cleanup day, we've been mm-hmm. passing. You guys, if you guys know, we've been passing out trees for years. So that's part of what we do, and you know, do a replanting program. But we had a couple extra over. So, there's a. If one of you guys like to grab one, or anybody from the audience. It's a tulip tree, it's a great tree. It's named a tulip tree because it looks like a tulip when it flowers. Mm-hmm. This tree eventually will be 90 feet tall. So uh, wow. don't yeah. plant it in your front yard and you only like, 12 feet.
10: <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to see one that's, if you want to see one that's mature, uh, go on uh, high street next to the tall flagpole. We planted one there years ago, which is pretty good size, and you'll see a more mature yeah, uh, yeah.
8: tulip tree. It's a great street yeah. tree. They grow very fast. They're
11: disease-resistant, drought-tolerant.
8: It's kind of, it's, and it's actually native to the area, so that's what we try to good do. Good for yeah. pollinators, too. Yes, good <laughs> for pollinators. So, thank you for your time, and it's, uh, you'll be seeing these signs up, you know, as you come into town on high visible locations. So, people coming from Bellingham will be jealous.
7: <laughs> thank you. Nice job. Thank great you Thank you I'll have to wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. <laughs> oh, ten, uh, 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 10 10 i Thank you.
7: Okay.
0: Is there anyone else in council chambers that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Mr. Sherlock,
6: name and address, please. Steve Sherlock, 10 large Just a quick reminder, favorite poetry project, Saturday, April 29th from 12, that's noontime, to 3 p.m. Saturday at the library. If you have a favorite poem, Less than five minutes, so you can't read the longest one you got, (laughs) Uh, but just a relatively short poem. You can read it and there'll be some discussion with the people who are also reading, or if you just want to go and listen. Saturday, noon to three, library, thank you. Thank
0: you, you. Is there anyone else in council chambers that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? Seeing no one, I will go out to Zoom land. Is there anyone out there in Zoom land that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda?
12: Hi, this is Megan, and I do have something.
0: Megan, just name and address, please, Megan.
12: Sure. Of course, thank you. Megan McCarthy, I live at 148 D-Nav in Franklin. Uh, Two hard acts to borrow. I don't have poetry, and I didn't bring trees, but uh, I am a member of 350 Mass, the Greater Franklin Node, um and i'm here to ask the town council and the police station building committee to prioritize the most energy efficient approach as you begin planning to renovate or replace the current police station if the town's looking to build a new police station i encourage you to follow the most stringent building codes which is the net zero pathway um and if it's going to be a renovation i would love to push you all to think about being as energy efficient and net zero as possible using the latest clean building technology a few notes on net building guidelines and cost benefits of prioritizing the approach. So as a quick reminder, a net zero building is a highly energy efficient building that produces as much renewable energy on site as it consumes. Massachusetts has set ambitious goals for reducing greenhouse gas emissions and achieving net zero emissions by 2050. This goal is a clear indication that we do need to move away from using fossil fuels.
7: Um,
12: already the green community, Franklin has adopted the stretch building code, which is wonderful. Um, Net zero takes us a step further by ensuring that the new construction is consistent with those net zero mass primarily through deep energy efficiency, reduced heating loads, and efficient electrification. There are a number of environmental and health benefits to opting for a net zero building. I'm going to focus my time today on the cost benefits, because that is really important too as we're thinking about this. I had um, a couple of slides prepared that I don't want to be able to share on Zoom, but I will follow up with the committee after. Um, but just a few high level data points around this. So the vast majority of net zero projects that already exist in Massachusetts experience a premium cost increase of less than 1%. For example, forgoing gas hookups <coughs> in new buildings gave developers thousands of dollars per per Electrification with highly efficient appliances like heat pumps can reduce utility bills and eliminate natural gas bills. According to the Applied Economics Clinic, heating with air source heat pumps in Massachusetts is actually going to become less expensive than heating with gas in just a few short years. All building types can be built energy um, zero energy ready for upfront costs of less than 7% and generally recruit those expenses about five to 10 years. So after that's been met, um, the town can continue to have annual savings um, in their energy bills. In addition to the direct savings, Massachusetts and federal incentives of 30 to 50% create a number of additional cost savings. So net zero compliance is actually the most cost effective approach to any new building. Um, so just quickly in conclusion, like my investment in a net zero building, we can save on energy costs while we demonstrate our commitment to sustainability. On a personal level, I'm proud to live in a town that's already been designated a green community. I'm excited to raise my kids in a place that prioritizes the healthy of the future. I appreciate you, Town Council, for all you do to prioritize sustainability in your decision making. Um, and like I said, I do have a few slides that have some additional data and resources on the case. So I'll plan to follow up with that via email. Great. Thank you. That's it from me.
0: Thank you, Megan. Appreciate it. Is there anyone else out in Zoom land that would like to speak on an item not on tonight's agenda? See any hands? Do you? Jamie, see any hands? No more. Okay, moving on. Next item on the agenda approval of minutes. I entertain a motion to approve the minutes from March 15th, 2023. So moved. Motion and second. (coughs) Discussion. Additions. Deletions. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, let's see, proclamations, recognitions, we don't have any this evening, appointments, none this evening. Public hearings, we have one this evening. Transfer of section 15, wine and malt beverages, package store license, and approval of Parth Patel as the manager. Marlboro Food, Inc. doing business at 7-Eleven. 37380B, located at 664 Union Street. Clerk will read the license, uh, read the, uh, the transaction.
13: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is a license transaction transfer of a subsection, uh, subsection 15 wine and malt beverages package store license uh, for Marlboro Food Incorporated, doing business as 711 b 664 Union Street, Franklin, Mass. 02038, Marlboro Food Incorporated do business at 37380 B seeking approval for a transfer uh, to it an existing subsection fifteen wine and malt beverage package store license presently held by TM One Solutions Incorporated do business at Seven Eleven store three seven three eight zero A to be exercised at the same location and to approve the manager Parveen uh, Patel. All departments have signed off on this application. And
7: yep.
0: Okay, so this is the public hearing portion of it, so I would declare the public hearing open. And since it is a public hearing, I would go to the public first. Jamie, is there anything you want to-
5: No, uh, through, through Mr. Chairman, through the council, uh, I just want to mention uh, the legislation for action uh, is obviously following this, but um, all departments have sent off on its application and
7: compliance.
0: Is there anyone in Council Chambers that would like to speak uh, on this license transfer? Is there anyone out in Zoom land that would like to speak on this? Not seeing anyone. I'll go to the Council. Is there any Councilors that have a question? Then I would declare the public hearing closed, and we will move on to uh, license transaction, and the clerk will now read the transfer.
13: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is a motion to approve the request by Marlboro Food Incorporated doing business at 711-37380B for transfer to its existing subsection 15 wine and walt-, walt beverages package store license presently held by TM1 Solutions Incorporated, UBA 711 store Number three, seven, three, eight, two, a to be exercised at the same location, and to approve the manager, Parth Patel. Second.
0: Motion and a second. Discussion on the motion. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay. Next license transaction is Robert Vazella, La Cantina Winery, Farmer Winery, Farmer's Market License. Clerk will read the license transaction.
13: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is a license transaction, Robert Bazella of La Cantina Winery, 355 Union Street. This is a request for a Farmer Winery, Farmer's Market License to allow samples and sale of bottled wine at the Franklin Farmer's Market, pursuant to chapter 138, subsection 15F. Uh, it won't. is. Okay. Motion to approve this issuance to so a Farmer Winery Farmer's Market License to Robert Vazella of La Cantina Winery Company.
0: Second. Motion and the second. Discussion. Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay. We will now move on to presentations and discussions. And the first one, first discussion item this evening, is open space and recreation plan. And Brika Lee Goodman is with us, conservation agent,
5: natural resource manager, and I think Jamie will do a lead on. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, through the council. So, uh Lee is going to give us a uh, welcome. Brika Lee, I can't think this might be your first time presenting before the council. Yeah. 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 So welcome. Hi. Uh, no, I'm well, we <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good a, thing. A um, Couple quick notes. Um, uh, she'll go through the open space plan update in a moment. But this is a goal of the councils this year, uh, as I wrote in the memo, but just for the folks at home. Um, a couple of the goals were to discuss maintenance of trails. Um, and I know that um, a lot of those plans are going through the Conservation Commission about DPW there's going to be a goal in there likely about friends groups and about stewards and other things to deal with trail maintenance uh, that was a goal on the council's agenda and also the open space plan uh, as you're about to hear uh, it's been an incredible effort um, and uh, we expect the uh, final plan to be before the council uh, later this fall so um, and I would be remiss uh, I have to say it um, Bricoli has been uh, everything and more of what we thought of. Uh, for this position. As all of you know in this year's budget we went from a part-time conservation agent, we redid the position to a conservation agent and natural resources manager Um, and she has absolutely blown our expectations completely away. Um, As I have said to a couple of you online, I hope I don't ever have to work with another conservation agent ever again. phenomenal. Um, and uh, I know I'm embarrassing her, but, uh, <laughs> but that's okay because she's really, as all the rest of the staff know, uh, fit in so well downstairs and brought her incredible passion for nature um, to the town and is doing things uh, exactly as we thought. So I just want to thank her and the Conservation Commission um, for their support over the transition of the Conservation agents the last couple of years. So. Welcome to the (laughs) council meeting. If you want to take the rest of the night off, maybe you can. If you want, it's okay. So well.
14: Uh, Okay, I'm not starting my timer yet. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And yesterday was my year, so that was really nice. Thank you. She's She's I like, am going to time
7: myself,
14: <laughs> but I'm leaving enough time for the good old Midwest goodbye. so
7: yeah. ahead
15: of time. Yeah. Goodbye. Well goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> so long. <We> have- <laughs> for
7: now.
14: For now. <laughs> for your comments. Well, i looking <coughs> out for you. All right. Oh, oh. So we're going to uh, start, I guess, now. <laughs> um, thanks, Jamie. So this is an open space and recreation plan. I know all of you have been on my emails. I'm sure you've heard a lot about it. So. I'm just going to jump right in with my presentation. This is the same presentation that's on our webpage but with a few um, minor modifications. So what is the Open Space and Recreation Plan? I'll call it the OSRP for brevity. Um, It's essentially a plan for plans. MassGov defines it as a tool through which a community plans for the future of its conservation and recreation resources. Um, It's really an accumulation of uh, civic engagement, public participation, stakeholder engagement, and goals and objectives. It's also a source of funding for the next five to seven years for the town, and at the very least, a way to connect with residents about local conservation and recreation issues. Um, So, overview and benefits of the OSRP outside of grant funding. Um, It provides a snapshot of community priorities from the civic engagement process. It guides policy decisions. It helps maintain public spaces and recreational facilities. Um, It protects open spaces, habitat, and biodiversity. Um, It develops and implements capital improvement program and improves public access and awareness. So really quickly, there are 11 components required by the state for the open space and recreation plan. There's a plan summary, an introduction, a community setting, so that is the regional context, community history, demographics, et cetera. Environmental inventory and analysis, which is why you have me. Inventory of lands, uh, community vision, which is um, the public civic engagement process. Analysis of needs, goals and objectives outlined in that, or defined by that civic engagement process. An action plan, all public comments, whether that be by phone call, email, in the survey, or in the Google form um, are included in the plan. There's actually a QR code right behind here for anybody that wants to um, provide comments and all references used throughout that process. So accomplishments since the 2016 OSRP, I will not read off of this, I actually don't like reading up with PowerPoints, but I included everything in here anyway so everybody can go back and reference this. Um, so I think I think the biggest one would be actually the CPA, mm-hmm. um, so that's, that's the biggest one, and probably the SNET as well. Just like. <clears throat> um, so the open space update process, it's pretty lengthy, by no means as lengthy as the master plan process. Um, but we, as conservation department and conservation commission, we've been having bi-monthly focus group meetings an hour before every single one of our regularly scheduled public hearings. We have, I think, 103 stakeholder groups that we've identified that we've been spam emailing um, to come to these um, meetings and provide public feedback. We also have monthly staff meetings. I'm sorry, Jamie, I took okay. it so I'd watch no, it,
7: it. it, but I'm not watching
14: it. Uh, monthly staff meetings. We do have a citizen survey, which is only open until Sunday. So if anybody has yet to take that survey, please do. um, It it will help us define the plan um, appropriately with a comprehensive view of what the community truly needs. Um, We've had two public hearings out of the three required. The next one is in June. Um, There will be a month-long public comment period once the OSRP is drafted, and then it'll come before the Conservation Commission and, um town council, and then state for approval. So as of today, at 2 p.m., um, we've had 564 respondents. It's actually less than our 2016 open space survey, which was 686. I had a lofty goal of 2,000. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's OK. Aim big. Aim big, right? Um, so I just included some statistics here that I thought were interesting. So 95.2% of all respondents are property owners. 38.2% are what I have learned would be considered a county. Is that right? Um, oh, over I
7: mean, 20 I years.
14: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 24.9 is 10 to 20 years. So I mean, they're still up there. Um, 36.9% are family with young children. That is families um, with children in primary school, 34.8 is a household of four. 30 or 3.1% require access accommodations. However, 66.2% of all respondents um, believe that access accommodations is very important, so they rank that, rank that very high. Um, and 2 point, or 2.0 or 25.6% have either friends, family, or roommates over the age of 65. Um, but I don't always analyze data. But when I do, I want lots of it. So I would like more, please.
7: Um,
14: <laughs> So, here are some graphs that I thought were just interesting snapshots. Um, so, I figured that the bike lanes would pull some interest there. Um, how often do individuals use Muni or school and rec facilities, sufficient sidewalks? Um, how often do respondents use designated conservation areas? It might be small for you to see from afar, but again, this. Um, Presentation will be available after the fact and then once this comes back in front of you in September you will see all the same um, information. So it's a little bit more um, do you foresee opportunity on any lots to be purchased as open space? Although I see a typo now. Um, anyway 69.2% said no but 30.8% said yes. Um, 44.1% of all respondents would support increasing the CPA fund to 3%. Um, 88.7% would support town appropriation or acquisition for acquisition or construction of additional rec facilities, and similarly, 87.7% for open space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this slide makes me very happy. That is, that was my face right there, <laughs> uh, <laughs> right there. Uh, so, out of all priorities identified in the open space plan, residents stated, uh, responded, that improving existing conservation lands for recreation, habitat, and biodiversity was their highest priority. And the most important things to protect and preserve were woodland and forestland, forestland, land for protection of water resources, land for protection of wildlife, habitat, ecosystem functions, and climate resiliency, land for groundwater protection, and land that is important for mitigating climate change. Makes me a very happy agent. (laughs) So, (laughs) Um, I'm not biased. I'm just honest. <laughs> um, so ways to get involved. Again, there are four days left to take the survey, but their um, comments can always be made up right up until you know the final deadline here, probably August. Give me some time to still accumulate it all for everybody. But there are Google forms. There's a Google form out there. You can always email me. You can call me. Um, I really. Encourage people to attend those focus group meetings. We will have those till the end of May. Still, Um, we still have our one public hearing in June. And then, if any presentations or stakeholder groups would like a presentation, I'm more than um, willing and available to do that. And there's a bunch of QR codes.
0: Very well done, Had Thank an awful you. lot of information, <clears for throat> sure. Uh, questions from the council?
2: Patrick?
8: Hi, so uh, I was wondering if you could update about uh, the Schmidt farm.
14: Sure, what would you like to know about
13: what's an the players, update? Mr. the with it?
14: So that's more of the master plan process, The <coughs> I can list off a few of the highlighted goals that we have received from resident feedback. Um, Big one would be to rehab the barn, keep the barn, keep Schmidt Farm in some sort of agricultural (coughs) or ag-education setting. Um, Perhaps have the barn dual as an event center or a meeting room. Um, There's been talk about having a CSA versus not having CSA. That seems to be a um, pretty substantial debate friendly debate anyways. Um but that that's that's about it. What's the um
16: community service agreement, something
14: like that. Or community service agreement. Thank you. Community service agreement. <laughs> You're um, a crap yeah, for you.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's oh, <laughs> Thank you.
5: You can hang out with Mark I think. Yeah. Oh, here,
4: yes. yes.
5: <laughs> so anyway.
14: An um, yeah, there's gonna be one thing I messed up. But, yeah, so CSA, so that would be like um, town-subsidized agriculture.
13: Okay. The other thing I talked about
8: before, having the, uh, the forest to come. Yeah, Mike Downey. Yeah, having yes. other places
14: too, Yes, Great. yeah. I think, I think that would be really good. Mike Downey has been pretty involved in our open space land, so DCR is a, is a stakeholder. Um, in the open space plan, anyways, historically, but because Mike Downey is our service forester for this region and he's also the um, forest stewardship coordinator for the state, I work pretty closely with him trying to put forest stewardship plans on all of our conservation areas. Thanks, Pat.
0: Thank you, Councilor Sharon. Councilor, Councilor Fragello?
17: Just quickly, I don't love always taking up too much time just for, for thank yous and these, but I, I do want to echo all of just how lucky we are to have you and how, how fantastic you've been. Uh, but I also want to draw attention all those hours that you've been um, uh, pointing out in terms of the times that uh, like an hour before each conservation commission. Yeah. That's that's volunteers, town volunteers. Uh, showing up an hour for something that they didn't necessarily sign up for uh, when they joined. They've been fantastic. They've they've been uh, amazing conversations. Uh, We're so lucky to have not only you, but so many uh, great uh, resident volunteers um, helping
15: just make our town a better place. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Councilor Fontillo. Good
1: job.
15: Councilor Hamlin. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, Uh, through the chair. I was actually going to say what Kobe said, so, but I just wanted to let people know that, um, like, I was at the public hearing last night, and they have these set of goals. for this open space plan, that is amazing. Um, re- it is incredible how much um, time they're putting into it. And the feedback from the community has been really fun to listen to, I think. It's, it's been really um, great to hear all these other voices. Um, and one of the things that came up last night at the public hearing was, the fact that um, things were, might not have worked that well last time, the connection, like getting all the community together, but the fact that Freak-A-Lie is actually a full-time employee mm-hmm. has made a huge difference. And um, and and so you said that earlier, but it's because you did that, James. So thank you for that, and thank you for all the conservation Commission that are here tonight, on and online. You guys are doing a great job. It's it's really fun to watch you. It <laughs> is. Mean, I guess maybe I'm just kind of gonna, a,
18: great um, um, a municipal nerd now <laughs> or something, but <like> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I won't take up any more time. But thank you. Thank you, Councillor Hamlin. Councillor Chandler. Here are you, Mr. Chairman. Hi. Thank Hi. you. We're happy about open space, obviously, in this council. <laughs> 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 I appreciate that. Um, my question at like Schmitz and la or if you want to call it Maple Hill, or whatever you want to call it. Um, the parking, okay. is, is that,
5: are you helping plan that or is that
0: just the DPW uh, Jamie, you want to jump in on that?
5: <laughs> um, it'll be the DPW in some way. I think uh, you know, we're waiting for the, the plan to get done. I think as everybody knows, there's a couple of things that have to get done. Uh, both parcels have to have a third party at some point uh, be designated under CPA purchase land. Um, to essentially be kind of a pseudo manager, um, and I think both uh, parcels in particular with the connectivity options and the trail options, you know we're going to need to work with GIS and DPW on you know exactly where those are, negotiate with those third parties, particularly like Metacomet, um, and there's a lot of connectivity options, uh, particularly with the Maple Hill piece, um, and um, and then Schmidt Farm is is really a, another. You know, it's probably the one of most exciting things I think the town could go through, but there'll be a process too about how to use that. If, if there's leasing options, do we need gardens? Um, and just to remind everybody, we, we own it, but you know, Mr. Schmidt's still building the house. We, there's a, you know, we will do a ribbon cutting, you know, later in the year, in the fall, when all of this is kind of wrapped up, which will then kick off kind of a process of when do we rehab the barn, uh, the demo of the house, uh, there's going to be a lot of steps involved. It's going to take a few years. Um, and so uh, from a planning effort at Council Chan, it's just going to take a while to kind of really connect all the dots and you know, do all the work we need to do to really bring it to its full potential. Um, and uh, you know, I think there's even possibility of talking to some other major uh, third parties and trusts uh, that have really um, made a lot of these style parcels even greater in terms of their accessibility with CSAs and the options with the barn possibly of like just some smaller gatherings. I know uh, Gus Brown, our building commissioner, said, if I, if I take down the house, I just want a bluegrass band in the barn. <laughs> 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 I want to have a hoe down. So I think we owe that to the building commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would love to see too. And I got a lot of great bluegrass
13: bands. Thank you, thank you, Jamie. i Chandler the channel,
18: still has the floor. That was a great update, thank you. I appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you. Any, any other counselors? Any
0: other counselors? <laughs> <laughs> Counselor
13: Jones? I see I <laughs> work <with> I'm
5: <laughs> sorry. You don't be- <laughs> 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 conservation.
12: What that I would love, no <laughs> love
13: to do is get you and Ryan Jetty as the next spokesperson for any Ooh. new videos that we have to put forth oh, the master plan. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, yeah. That was or, awesome. Excellent in that video. You worked so well together you know, between your both your amazing smiles and your enthusiasm for what you do for your jobs. It really it, it speaks loads about the the effort that's going into the open space and recreation plan. And I want to thank you and all all the people that really put a lot of hard work into making this happen. I know you still have until August. I'll give you till 15. Sounds I think i to say June. No. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Just
13: but thank you for everyone that was a great presentation. I look forward to it. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Councilor
0: Jones. You can have a back, Mr. Chair. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone in council chambers that has a question or a comment? Anyone out there in Zoom land? Freakle uh, thank you so much for all you, all you're doing and all you've done. Uh, I do want to caution to a degree the residents. I know we, this council has, we've come up with 200 acres of land uh, to put into open space over the last couple of the last few years, but there's more needed. Mm -hmm. I know everybody would like it all developed Uh, as to open space and use immediately but it takes dollars to get that done and uh, we need to continue we are continuing to move forward and we will continue to do that but it isn't going to happen tomorrow and I just want to make sure that people understand that
18: Uh, but the biggest part It's done, which is we own the
0: land, now it's time to work on this process. And thank you so much for all you're doing, and the community community involvement that you're using to put this information together. That's what it's all about, certainly uh, from my standpoint. So thank you, you. and thank you uh, to the rest of the conservation commission that came or were watching on TV.
10: Thank you. Is that it? Yeah. All right, thank, thank you. Thank <laughs>
0: Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, moving on, the next item on the uh, agenda is present. again another discussion item. Uh, which is a uh, few of the councilors have asked for a display of flags on town flag, poles, and property. Jamie, you want to do the lead-in?
5: Sure. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. So um, really shortly, uh, I think my memo uh, in the packet I included in there for folks watching at home. You can go to franklinma.gov, um, go to the town council agendas of the calendar, go to tonight's meeting, uh, and you can see all the materials. Um, I think I don't need to state uh, the town position, or at least the staff one, um, from what's in the memo. Um, I will say, and point folks for an additional resource, uh, there was an incredibly well done article by Matt Stout in the Boston Globe on Monday. Uh, I sent it to all the counselors, but it's out there for anybody to read. And I think it shows, um, I wish I I knew that article was coming, I didn't. (laughs) Um, But I think it shows Uh, at least some of the issues um, of the complexity of what cities and towns are going through right now in this issue. Um, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, as I said in the memo, the staff uh, and myself obviously respect the will and decisions of the council and we will do uh, whatever uh, the council finally decides. Um, Ultimately tonight, uh, through Mr. Chairman, tonight's a discussion item. There is no legislation for action. Um, folks are happy to ask myself, uh, the town attorney, and I know the DBW director uh, and the building commissioner is also here. Um, the reason why I asked the building commissioner to attend, um, I wasn't sure if anybody would attend on Zoom or in person, but we have had some inquiries um, from some small business owners uh, uh, basically concerned that um, some flags might be larger than some of what we allow under our town sign by law. Um, so that was another avenue I hadn't really considered yet. Um, and so, uh, we're here to answer any questions that folks may have uh, regarding issue. thank you. Thank you,
0: Jamie. Okay, I will open it up to questions or comments from the council. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's not, this oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. our discussion versus yeah. a public hearing, oh, so yeah. uh, we go to the council first. So, is there anyone on the council that would? Be Councilor, call me a ledger.
19: You're going to make me go first? Mr. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you were the first. Well, there, I, I, I nodded, I, nodded. I nodded. Thank you. And thank you for that. And I, I want to thank the residents that have reached out uh, by email and by um, speaking in person and through social media, both pro and against this issue. Uh, we. I I know I certainly value everybody's feedback and I try to do my best to listen. Um, I know this is a broader topic, because it it was originally introduced by uh, someone who came to a meeting and asked about, particularly about the pride flag in June. And I know it's morphed into a larger discussion, um, which other towns are are grappling with, and we're going to have to grapple with too. (coughs) It's an extra discussion and not a vote. I, ju- I want to I frame my comments around particularly around, I guess, the pride flag because that's what was brought up and that was the impetus to this discussion. We talked at our budget subcommittee meeting tonight about the need to know what we are as a town, to know what we believe in, what we stand for, how we want to market ourselves, how we want to be seen by others, when people move to our community what are their expectations this is part of that this is very much part of that bigger discussion if we are truly a no place for hate if we are truly a place that's going to have an lgbt festival if we are truly a place that's going to have an openly gay town counselor an open member of the lgbt community on the school committee than the flag, the pride flag, which certainly does not take place of the beautiful flag behind me. But that pride flag is a symbol to an awful lot of people that the town is a safe, welcoming, and affirming place for them to come, live, raise a family, do business, uh, conduct themselves where they are not going to be in fear. And if you've never had to live in fear in the United States, then this then it's a very difficult thing to try to explain to people that have never had to worry about can I hold my spouse's hand in public? Can I get married? Can I be afforded children? Am I gonna be discriminated on a job? And this is this is bigger than Franklin. This is bigger than the state of Massachusetts. This is something the country's seeing, and we're seeing LGBT people targeted all over the nation for doing nothing but being themselves. So this proposal that was brought forth by the young lady to say, June is Pride Month, we would love to see the town fly the pride flag as a symbol to show the community what we stand for. It is not taking place of this. It is not in any way superseding this. It doesn't even have to be on the same flagpole as the United States flag if the town was so desired to put it on the town flagpole or some other flagpole. But flying that high and proud for the month of June as many other communities do throughout Massachusetts is a symbol that we believe in that as a community. If we decide not to for a whole bunch of reasons that Jamie has stated here, so be it because private landowners are still gonna fly their flags and I 100% get that and respect that. But as a member of the LGBT community, it means an awful lot to me to say, yeah, you know what, that would be really great to see flying at my town hall or downtown to just, to just show people, hey, look, we, we value you. You're welcome here, thank you. Thank you, Councilor
0: Coney and Ledger. Any other, uh, Councilor Frangello?
17: Yeah, I, I thought that was that was very wonderfully said, and I appreciate you you speaking up. Uh, the, what you did was capture why this ever even was uh, a conversation. The importance of uh, the flag, the importance of, of symbols, what that means. Um, right. Th- this was. We know that historically, this is a group that has been. Um, Uh, targeted, uh, silenced, met with violence, um, and and a pride flag is an opportunity to establish a space as uh, welcoming, and inclusive, and raised up a community that has been uh, historically uh, targeted. And and that's not just uh, nationwide, right? This is something that's happened locally. I, I tell people a lot that My high school experience, which was not that long ago, I graduated in 2015, it was remarkable how many people in my graduating class came out almost the day they left, Franklin. As soon as they went to college, all of these people started coming out. And to me, that showed even if there wasn't open hate, which there very often uh, was in the in the hallways, but even if there wasn't, there was this uh, culture of being uncomfortable, of not of being unsure, of being afraid to rock the boat, and and, and so many people uh, were were just didn't feel comfortable expressing themselves uh, fully and frankly. I think we made uh, so much uh, progress, but there's still so much to be made. I mean, we we all watched. Um, last year as a, as a student uh, spoke about continued uh, hate in the high school and was met with uh, jeers uh, from the crowd um, at calling her uh, a liar, right? That was still uh, last year. We had our first openly um, uh, gay elected, to my knowledge, um, just last year, and that was uh, bravely, bravely, if I can speak on, on behalf of my colleagues. So, uh, inspiringly, bravely, just years after uh, that same exact run for elected office was met with with uh, messages of, of hate uh, and violence uh, directed at them, as well as um, our first openly uh, transgender. Right. So this is not only a conversation about uh, making people feel welcome uh, anywhere in the country, but it's about making people, reminding people that they're welcome here uh, in Franklin. I get the comments. I, I get uh, the the approach of the town. I see uh, the fears around what is free speech. What can a, uh, a government uh, say? I, I respect. I mean, so many people that I uh, that I respect provided comments on, on both sides uh, about you know why uh, we should take this opportunity uh, in favor and, and, and why we shouldn't. Um, to wrap up and, and I do have a few more thoughts and maybe I'll, I'll get an opportunity uh, to, to, to provide later. Um, I, I do want to, I think it's easy to, to scare ourselves that this is something that's that we're somehow uh, reinventing. I quickly looked up before uh, the, the meeting as many communities as I could that have been flying the pride flag in June uh, for months, uh, or sorry, for years. Um, I got 48 communities, 48 Massachusetts communities uh, are, have already been flying the pride flag every June. We're not the first community. That's almost 20% of Massachusetts. We've been doing it. It's met uh, with support. Uh, it's a normal thing. I, I, I showed the uh, Medway example, which is it's not about leaving it open for comment. It's not about saying that anyone can supply. It's not about um, putting our flag poles out for rent and saying, here are the flags that we support. The, the, um, the US one, the state, the town, military flags and in the month of june uh we put up the pride flag i think it's a very clean way uh, to support us again i understand um uh, some reasons for not but uh, i just uh, hope that we don't scare ourselves as this being uh something that we can't take off thank you councillor frangillo
0: councillor chandler uh, through
18: you mr Chairman. um uh, that was well said both of you i appreciate it you could tell it came from the pride and I don't think anyone in this council wants to see anyone in fear here. And it is a no place for hate town, thank God. Um, the, the only problem I have is I just don't want to be part of a group that okays this and then see what other flags people will want to fly. And then I have to be responsible for people walking by that flag. That is just disgusting to me personally. And I just, I don't really know how to describe this because I, you're making great points. I understand that, but I'm just trying to look at the big picture of what's gonna come. Because other flags will come. I just believe that. Ones that I don't think anyone here is gonna be happy with. But the bottom line is I don't want anyone to be in fear. And I don't want, and I just, Like, actually, Councilor Comey said, hopefully 10,000 people fly um, in June on their own property. And just not the flag right out here, or at the schools, or, that's just where I'm coming from now. Thank you for listening. Thank you,
0: Councilor Chandler. Councilor Hamlin.
15: Thank you, Mr. Chairman, Um, to the Chair. Um, Very well said, Um, Councilor Frangelo and Councilor Comey-Ledger and Councilor Chandler. I know this is a very, um, it's not that easy to be able to put into words how we feel. Right? And, um, and so that's, it makes it really difficult because it's not really, you know, um, because of, because of, um, as Council Chandler said, the fear of the flags that could come, right? In a world where we all want everyone to love each other, but it doesn't necessarily work that way. But I have written a few things that I want to write, that I want to read. Um, and thank you, Jamie, for your memo. I think uh, the 57 pages of, of memo was um, very thoughtful. So, um, and thank you for everyone who is, has written to us and commented, and, and it, so. You know, people have said that this topic is divisive, but I think this is really important to have these discussions for a greater understanding of each, of each other So we listen and learn about issues that affect other people, and the people's lives in our community, to open our minds into different ways of thinking so we can have unity, right? This is gonna take a long time, um, but we need to make these steps forward. You know, I fly a rainbow, peace flag at my house. When I see it and other flags around the town, I smile. To me, it means that I, that the person that, or that I see differences, and I accept you for those differences, it's okay. I stand with you. I believe in your right to exist, to live and to live freely, and I accept you and I love you. So when I see that love, that's what that means to me. But I know there are people out there that don't see it that way. I don't know why, I don't understand it, and I really wish that we could live in an era when we could actually ask someone and find out and understand why they see it differently than us, um, than I do, okay? Um, But I would like to be able to do that without feeling threatened or having our family, friends, the people that we love, our employees, our businesses canceled and threatened, and so, this is, the, this is the thing, right? This is what we're talking about. Like, how do we get through this? As, as one, as one Frankly, But I believe that the government must be neutral, okay? So, um, and it's not. And so we need to continue to work on this. We accept everyone. Um, you know, the proposal, what um, Jamie put in his memo about leasing the town, flagpoles, to me just, I don't like that idea. Um, And I'm of the mind of if we allow one, we allow everything. Mm -hmm. If we celebrate a a religious holiday, we celebrate all of them or none of them. Like that's, as a a government, that's what we should do. Uh, (laughs) I mean, there are lots of flags that make me smile, but there are a lot of flags Mm -hmm. that don't make me smile, right? I, and I try to analyze my thoughts when I see that flag. Like, does that flag? What does that flag mean to me? But what does it mean to the person who's actually flying it? And why do they feel that way? Uh, deciding what flag to hang and what flag not to hang—that is the part that makes this whole thing divisive, right? Um, and you know, of course, we're not the only the only town that's dealing with this and we're dealing about this all the way across. If we decide to do something, I think we need to take time and make sure the policy works for everyone and it, it's okay. Thank you Mr. Chairman.
0: Thank you, Councilor Hamlet, very well said. Uh, Councilor deloco Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and uh, thank you.
20: Uh, I agree with everybody, Councilman Vangelio. Everyone has spoken great. Um, and I too uh, agree with Council Chan. I'm just kind of scared about what else will fly up there. I will fly a pride flag at my house. I have no problem <coughs> at all. Um, I, you know, but, you know, me and Glenn were talking earlier. I mean, Labor Day, why can't we fly my union flag and his union flag? You know, and any other union number that's here. So that's the issues that I'm worried about, that we, and I agree with Councilor Hamlin that we have to have it has to be the worked out. You know, it has to be um, worked out. I, you know, I, this is a no place for hate. Um, I was very surprised that, uh, to hear that, Councilor Mangiello, about the kids in your class because I actually talked to my kids and they they didn't see that, but maybe you did. I don't know. But, uh, and they were in the same grade as you. So, because um, I, I did ask them that before I got and they said they, have not, doesn't, you know, they haven't seen it, it you know, none of that. And, uh, which I thought was good, to be honest with you, but you might have seen it in a different way. I'm not contradicting you at all. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe, if it's not a flagpole, maybe it's, it's a banner at the, at, 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 on the, gazebo in the center of town or something uh, by anybody who wants to be there but there are a lot of flags that I would not want to see hanging either and, and, and that's what I'm scared about more than anything but I think we can work at it and um, I know uh, I talked to a counselor today and Peabody uh, and Peabody is playing a flag in but that had nothing to do with the council the mayor did that so um, but the council is also supported so I was surprised to hear that, but I think it's a work in progress, as we should say, um, I think. So, we'll take a look
0: at that. Thank you, Councilor DeLarco. Councilor
9: Sheridan.
2: Could yes. I ask a question for you? Absolutely. Uh, to town attorney, is that acceptable just to Say we have three flags allowed, or that
8: get
11: us around it? Or?
9: What flags are you referring to? The, the- just strictly the three governmental flags that we referred to earlier? And
11: if we add another flag.
9: Well, that's the big if.
11: Okay.
9: So, as I've stated to <clears> some <throat> of you, the approaches that other communities are taken, including Boston, which has adopted another, an ordinance in response to this case, is to rely upon a doctrine called government speech, which in all due respect, the majority opinion alludes to. That being said, government speech is a relatively recent uh, development in in jurisprudence. In fact, it it originated in a concurring opinion, I believe, from, from Justice Scalia when he was alive. So it came from a conservative background of the right of the government to assert its position and not have to share it. So it's kind of, it's in it's, in a, it's in an evolving posture. We don't have a definitive guidance. So, and I think we're gonna sooner or later know what's going to happen because I would suspect that there will be another round of litigation challenging those municipalities that have adopted this approach. And either government speech will be upheld uh, or won't be. Or they'll carve out an exception or whatever, uh, because unfortunately, when you start talking about government speech, it's like anything else. It's how is it defined? How broad or how narrow is it? You could construe it as broadly as giving you the right to do anything, and so then you're right back and you started with complete discretion. So uh, it, it's really unfortunate, uh, but it becomes uh, a case of. Uh, unintended consequences, be careful what you wish for. Uh, during my early tenure here, we had uh, uh, very uh, valid concerns of extreme right wing demonstrations coming to this town uh, to challenge uh, uh, service people killed overseas. Because there's was, there was a group out there whose philosophy was that was based it was brought on by their own beliefs, and they were, this group was out there demonstrating. And as objectionable as they were, the courts held that they were entitled to protest, and they needed to provide a place where they could protest. So that was a question of keeping the parties apart, and so there's just layer upon layer that goes with this. All set.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Councilor Sheridan. Councilor Jones? Thank you, Chairman.
13: Hey, well spoken, cool. really, on behalf of Cody, you're not wrong. I'm sure there are you know, people who feel, um, you know, they have to hide. Mm-hmm. Because I it's been shameful. Uh, myself, having family members who are gay, myself knowing several people, some of my best friends, um, I hear it from them all the time. Um, but ultimately, what I think this comes down to, and I agree wholeheartedly with the counselor, um, Hamlet, is as a... As a government, we need, in, in essence, to kind of keep neutrality in regards to government flags that we have out from front building. the building. Um, it's, it, it would, for all intents and purposes, um, kind of make us judge and jury when, in fact, here in the United States, uh, people have the right to do whatever they want to do, and it would kind of open up, as I like to refer to, a Pandora's box of, mm-hmm. uh, of litigations because there, it, it opens up to who ultimately decides what goes on that on that flagpole, and I don't think it's our position as a government to be that that entity that ultimately decides what goes there. Um, I completely wholeheartedly agree with the fact of putting flag and private property and people's houses to show their mm-hmm. their uh, commitment to their to the causes, or the causes may be. Um, that's everyone's right, and everyone should continue to have that. Though wholeheartedly support that too but I think as as Mel put it best um, we shouldn't really be in that position as a government kind of making that decision keep a sense of neutrality. Thank
0: you Mr. Chairman. Thank you Councillor Jones. Okay uh, the council pretty much has had an opportunity is there anyone in uh, the council chambers that would uh, like to make a comment or please just uh, Sure. If you just come up and name an address,
7: please. Mm
16: -hmm. (laughs) Kathy Drewfathen Three Rizzoli Circle. It's spring and I'm back talking about
7: flags. (laughs) 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 Um, I do want
16: the pride flag displayed in my town. I can't say it's strong enough. It's been said better. I really want it. And I'm not a member of the community. I do think the concern about um, what it could, the doors it could open are very valid. I almost say it from my life experience as a um, person who worked with children <laughs> and as a parent. I'm like, you really have to think things through because what you said yes to could open doors you don't want to think about. So that's the way I have to relate to it. So I had to think and think, how could that concern be addressed in a way that um, would possibly be safe for everyone and reasonable and guided by other precedents? So um, there is a list of um, monthly observances that were determined by presidential proclamations. So I assume folks know this, you can Google it, depends which site you go to, Different sites seem to list different days, so obviously you have to find a uniform way. But there are presidential proclamations, and Pride Month is one of them. So it's like, okay, well, that's a parameter. You know, that's a way to think about it. Any month, any topic that has already been decided by presidential proclamation could be eligible for a flag, okay? Mm -hmm. Eligible, not required. So what do you have to do to get a flag up if this is a cause you support? You have to have um, criteria. So my quick thinking on the criteria would be that um, if people want a flag up by one of these topics that's already been vetted at a national level, um, there would have to be criteria. Maybe one criteria could be a petition, like that's quick thinking. You know? So you have to have a petition of so many people for a certain topic that they want the flag. So that's one criteria. Some of the months have like, I don't know, up to two, three, I don't know if one month has four. So months have more than one observance. Well, how are you gonna deal with that? You know, what if you get all four? So here's my, again, quick take on that. You have a flagpole that's designated for uh, monthly presidential proclamation topics. Um, the flags would have to be of a smaller size, all right? so the f- The size is determined by the town to allow for multiple flags on one flagpole. And again, there would have to be some type of citizen, strong movement to want that particular flag up. I really want the pride flag in Franklin. I think it's been very well said, the conditions that people have had to live under in this town, in this state, in this country, in this world, that are unfair and are evil. And I want to be in a community that helps to evade that. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Uh, please come forward. Just name and address, please. Mm-hmm.
3: Hi, Mark Minikelly, 31 Longfellow Drive in Franklin. I'm here tonight to strongly support the display of the pride flag at Franklin Municipal Building during the month of June. I fully agree with Mr. Helen's recommendation not to allow Franklin's flagpoles to be used by third party organizations to convey their messages. However, I encourage the town council to vote to display the pride flag on a municipal building flagpole during all or part of the month of June as a form of government communication. I've read the Supreme Court opinion regarding Shirtleft versus city of Boston delivered by the Supreme Court Justice Breyer on May 2nd, 2022. In his opinion, Justice Breyer states that when government creates a forum for public debate, the First Amendment prevents government from discriminating against speakers based on their viewpoint. Quote, but when government speaks for itself, the First Amendment does not demand airtime for all views. And this next quote is from, directly from Justice Breyer's opinion. In 2017, Harold Schert left the director of a group called Camp Constitution asked to fly a Christian flag. Boston refused. At that time, Boston admits it had no written policy limiting the use of the flagpole based on the content of a flag. The parties dispute whether on these facts Boston reserved the poll to fly flags that communicate governmental messages or instead opened the flagpole for citizens to express their own views. If the former, Boston is free to choose the flags it flies without constraints of the First Amendment's free speech clause. If the latter, the free speech clause prevents Boston from refusing a flag based on its viewpoint. I propose the Franklin Town Council develop or refine a clear policy which states that town flag poles and displays are for the town to communicate governmental messages, not for convenience or used by private citizen groups to express their own views. In this way, the Franklin Town Council can continue to decide what messages the town government deems important to communicate publicly without opening a legally complex and logistically challenging situation of making a public flagpole accessible to any person or group with an opinion. So the immediate question is does the Franklin Town Council want to send a message to Franklin and the world that Franklin is a welcoming community to all, including the LGBTQ plus community which is celebrated in June. If so, please vote to display the pride flag at the Franklin Municipal Building as a governmental message to the community at large. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anyone else in council
0: chambers that would like to speak on this issue? Okay, I will go out to Zoom land, and the f- first, I see. Am- Amber Wilson. Amber Wilson, if you just unmute yourself, please. And just name and address, please.
21: Good evening, uh, Amber Wilson, 903 Lincoln Street. Um, as uh, the person who initially requested this, I really appreciate the amount of attention and thought that it's being given. I have had a lot of conversations with a lot of people, including Jamie, Brutus, uh, Carlos, Kobe, Ted, (laughs) a lot of people. (laughs) Um, There has been so much discussion put into this, and I really, I understand the logistical nightmare. Something that I do feel is important for me as the person who initially requested this to say is that A, yes, I am a member of the LGBT community, And I am the president of the Franklin LGBTQ Alliance, which is hosting the Celebrate with Pride event this June for the second time. But beyond that, I'm a resident who has experienced issues in the town of Franklin because of my sexuality. I talked to our town admin about this, and thankfully the person that I had the issues with is no longer a member of our town uh, employment but it's just it's still happening all the time if i could if i could express even a fragment of how hurtful it is to see the things and hear the things that i have heard beyond that i am also a combat veteran who is disabled so some of the things that i have seen in response to this talking about debasing our veterans and things like that, a veteran is the person asking for this, a veteran who has been hurt by silencing and by not being supported in my existence. So yes, I understand that this is a potentially divisive conversation, but the divisive conversation is one that I have to live and many others have to live every day we are doing our best to just exist and all we want is to feel seen to feel welcome and to feel like we're part of a community of people that are going to lift us up and love us and support us we're not looking for like logistical nightmares we're not looking to start trouble i know that i probably have a reputation as a troublemaker now and i apologize but i am sorry not sorry i guess I am very no,
7: you
21: passionate don't. About you this. Don't. I am very passionate about this because I have been spit on, I have been not in Franklin, but I have been spit on, I've been attacked. I like uh, the the stories I could tell you, okay. In Massachusetts, in like in the greater Boston area, um, other towns are doing this. Other forms of government are doing this. It is not impossible. I sent Kobe a lot of policies for other towns because this is something that I have been researching. I didn't come lightly to this council to have this initial request. And like I said, I really appreciate the amount of time that it it has taken. I have come up with alternate uh, possibilities, especially since June is basically right around the corner. Um, And I'm going to be looking for volunteers to help flag the town common. So those little flags that you would see um, like on somebody's desk or for things like that, I'm going to be collecting those and we're going to be putting in for the permit and we're gonna do it, it's all gonna be legit. And I've heard concerns about that. I've heard concerns about a lot of things, but I will tell you that the attendance at Celebrate with Pride last year filled me with so much hope. The feedback on the LGBTQ Alliance with our events that we're having, whether it's a game night or a meeting or a baking class or whatever, people want to be part of it and they're desperate to feel like they are part of and seen and valued. So again, I thank you. I look forward to having 8,000 more conversations about this and I have a great night. I'm in California, so enjoy. Uh, Thank whatever you. time it
0: is there thank you Amy.
4: can we go back and I could I make a few comments no
0: we not, okay. not right
4: right can't do that okay. uh, what?
0: Rachel Rachel if you would just unmute yourself name and address please
22: my name is Rachel Flukas I live at 378 Bridge Road I am here um, as an individual who is adding her support for the town council to continue this conversation and make a goal to uh not just with this pride flag but with all of the state department heritage months that i'm going to list to you i uh, should have a space there are 67 supporters that have signed a document that i will provide the council uh, there are 67 individuals who uh, confirm that they're Franklin residents who support this. Uh, that petition was made yesterday evening, and, and there are a number of signatures there, and we will continue gathering those, and I'm happy to share them with the council. So the State Department has 10, there's not one for every month, there's just 10 uh, National Heritage Months. They, The State Department says that they are to celebrate diversity, and use of law-related resources to explore the nation's legal and cultural heritage. Then in order, we have Black History Month, Women's History Month, Arab American Heritage Month, Jewish American Heritage Month, Asian American Heri- and Pacific Islander um, Heritage Month, Military Appreciation Month, LGBTQ uh, Pride Month, Caribbean American Heritage Month, Immigrant Heritage Month and Hispanic Heritage Month. Those are 10 organizations that the State Department has officially said need to be given uh, law-related resources and celebration of those particular causes. The council, uh, Kathleen Trefeb and one of the other people who spoke earlier, mentioned one way that that this can be done. Um, The town, uh, some of, a lot of people actually have been saying how tough it can be to make this happen. I just said, there's 10. Let's make a National Heritage special poll. And instead of the division that this could cause that uh, has been mentioned by some people, this is gonna cause uh, a group to potentially be formed. For each of those months that I just listed, there can be a community of people who gather and are responsible for each of those months. Just like, um, like with the Franklin Downtown Partnership. This poll that can be bought and paid for by the community or it can be used at one of the ones that is already standing on the property. But all these materials aren't gonna cost taxpayers any dollar. There are 10 of them for 10 of the different months. There is no stress or discussion. Obviously we're talking about um, the call to celebrate Pride Month, and it would be beautiful if we can figure this out in June. Uh, either way, the council needs to continue this conversation uh, and we need to uh, have that group considered as one just one of the options, just one of the ways in which this can be done. The State Department calls on us recognizing the cultural and legal history of our community. And that's where something like the town property can and should be used to represent these important parts of our country. Uh, Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, Evelyn. Evelyn, Evelyn, if you would just unmute yourself and
10: name and address, please. Hi, thank you. Evelyn Rossing, 136 Summer Street. I'm here to speak in support of the pride flag I don't have a lot of words I frankly I think most everything has been said much better than I could put it Um, I would like to comment on Councillor Hamlin's remark that government should be neutral I would say that that is incompatible with Calling Franklin no place for hate because as we have, as I we have seen in the news across the country there are a great many governments that are fully supporting being a place of hate and if you want to if you're going to say Franklin is no place for hate that is not a neutral position and flying flags like the pride flag, like flags honoring the heritage months Rachel mentioned, is demonstrating that principle, that value of Franklin as a community. I I've only been a member of the LGBT community for a short time, and I've personally been very fortunate in my experience. I in franklin and in massachusetts in general but i've heard plenty of stories of people less lucky than i and i think it's important to demonstrate our values in a community of acceptance of being open to different lifestyles the way people different ways people have to live i can't explain why I'm the way I am. I, I just am. This is how I am, this is how I'm built. Um, but here, I have been safe to do that, to express my truth. And I want this town to show that they are open to all of their citizens expressing their personal truth. I, I don't want to I don't tell anyone else how they need to live I just want to be left to live my life as I want to live it and that is a that is the value behind the idea behind not being a place for hate and I think that's it's important if you're going to say those words you need to demonstrate that you mean it you can't just say we're no place for hate you need to express that and I think flying the pride flag these other heritage flags will ex- is a way to express that Franklin is open to the non-majority open to different ways of living and of being open to that acceptance and it's more than just words thank you
0: thank you is there Anyone else out there in Zoom land? No, uh, I don't do you see anyone else? Um, Mary, yeah. did you want, just once again, name and address. Mary And if you come up to the mic. <laughs> I will.
4: Take your time, yeah. I have a bag. Hi, um, listening to the, the folks here um, express their feelings, it invokes in me compassion And I can't, if we're a town, no place for hate, then I agree we have to show the flag. I really do, I think it's important. I can't imagine not feeling accepted um, by people or spit on or, and the woman who's a veteran, that's disgusting. And she, you know, served our country and that's how we treat her? That's disgusting. That's just too much for me to hear. Um, I have a son who's a medevac pilot in the Army, and Jahir, you know, he's been in Afghanistan. He's been out there. Just if anyone ever treated him like that, I'd be horrified. And, you know, we're all unique. We're all basically good people. And. We need to really treat everybody with dignity and respect, and I think the flag, growing and you know, flying in Franklin would put a positive spin on the "No Place for Hate." Thank you. Okay. Is
0: (laughs) there anyone else before I go to you, Jamie? Uh, I certainly. uh, I want to thank Councillor comey Ledger, who I think did a great job leading into this, uh, leading this discussion in the beginning. Councillor and Councillor Frangillo. I truly understand and agree and support uh, all of the comments that were made tonight, that have been made tonight. Uh, this is a very difficult uh, discussion, and. Uh, Maybe not difficult, divisive Mm -hmm. might be uh, a a better term. I do believe that it deserves more discussion. And uh, if I could indulge the council, what I think would be a good thing to do would be to put together an ad hoc committee. To look at uh, this issue uh, made up of a couple of counselors but of the community as well from different parts of the community and then come back with to the council with some thoughts uh, more than we're going to get in, in a 45-minute
5: discussion here this evening uh, Jamie I know you were going to act- no, I just want to uh, recognize that Amber uh, both gave a heart and a clap to that comment. Uh, you couldn't hear it, but I saw it. There you go, Amber, thank you. Uh, she had the heart, but then did the clap, so I, I take that as a I, . I, I appreciate point. that, Amber.
0: I, I think it's the right thing. I think it's the right thing to do. It'll get us uh, uh, feedback, feedback uh, better feedback, more feedback, and at the same time, I'd like to see us get a more, uh, get some more legal advice uh, as to what parameters we can and can't uh, do. Uh, But it's certainly an issue that we need to discuss and deal with because we are, there's no room for hate in this community and uh, uh, and I think, Amber, uh, if you're looking for a volunteer to put some of those flags, some of the flags in the common, you've got one here. So, okay.
5: and I'm sure you've got many more here as well.
20: Can I do it for the same course?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. Yeah, uh, through Mr. Chairman and through to the council, um, a couple of quick thoughts just to hopefully educate the community a little bit on past issues with this. Um, there is a space that the town has used for many years on exact situations like this, and that's on the town Right. I know that, I know for today's conversation about um, municipal flagpoles, I firmly understand how that is the goal. And as the photo illustrates that I put in the packet, you know, I think all of you know where I stand on this issue, there's nobody who would feel more proud To look out the window every day, uh, literally, I'm like right there. (laughs) The pride flag or the trans flag or any flag out there, I would be joyous if that was right outside my window uh, all the time. Um, On the other hand, and I know Councilor Frangillo is aware of this, uh, we're not fearful, but we want to be smart. Mm. Councilor Frangillo is aware of an incident from the Freedom Team we had where a Confederate flag was placed on someone's home earlier last year. And it really uh, it really rattled the neighborhood. Um, and um, you know there were a lot of people very upset um, and we listened to a lot of those residents um, and we I think we were even hard ourselves at like the lack of power that we had or something like that, right But you have to step back and realize this is the United States of America. We have a flag behind Councillor Chandler and cormier Ledger over there and, and there are other, ways to Counselor Hamlin's point before that we have to understand other people. Um, and we have to understand why was that done? Um, why were these things there? Um, and so uh, we're not necessarily fearful, but I, I worry if that were to happen, you know, how would other people feel about that? And maybe that is actually progress in some way, is to bring that out more into the open I think the internet and social media, in a lot of ways, have brought us all so much closer together, and we're still all learning, actually, probably a lot more of the truths about things than we ever did before. In the past, we, the DPW and, and the town administration, and I know Jeff dealt with this, too, we've dealt with these cases on how many times, Brutus and Carlos, I mean, on a monthly basis. You know, people ask us to raise flags all over town. The schools just went through a horrific debate a few years ago about flags being placed inside the high school. And to Councillor Fungilla's point earlier, you know, these things do take time to evolve. But to your point, Councillor uh, Mercer, engaging the community deeper with the interfaith coalition, who we know uh, will then end up getting a reverberation of, of anti Semitism because of symbols and banners and flags. Engaging them to find out their views on these things, I think is incredibly, incredibly important. Uh, the school committee as well. Um, times are changing and things are happening, but I believe the school committee has a policy of no symbols, flags, or banners located in the school buildings or on school property of this nature. I think they would see automatic requests right out of the gate to do the same thing. And I think we have to engage the school committee to find out where, where they stand on. <coughs> in addition to the Veterans uh, Council uh, for the War Memorials. What we have always done, and Amber just alluded to it a moment ago, when folks want to raise flags on any flagpole in town, uh, just like we did last week, we engaged at those parties and, uh, about their options. We have always allowed banners and flags and symbols to be placed at the gazebo when the, uh, an organization rents out to Common, which is free. Um, we can keep a lot of those folks to do what Consul Local mentioned a minute ago and that's kind of the newer standard actually is the SAFE Coalition. They've had banners for their events on the common for a couple days, you know, and I've told Amber and the LGBTQ Alliance if you want to reform your application for not just one day but have it for a week or, you know, a duration, you know, specific, a weekend, whatever it is, you know, they can, they have access to that for free, they can do that and the flags can go in the ground like the Safe Coalition's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really heartwarming to hear Amber's uh, you know, uh, comments a moment ago um, of engaging more people to put out those flags. And that also, I think Amber realized <laughs> the expensive nature <laughs> of putting up and down flags, which is extremely expensive um, to do all that. So I don't want to make the community feel like there are no choices here, there are no options, and that flags can't go anywhere. We have had this tradition on the common just like every time at the holiday season, uh, the Jewish community from Milford, as a matter of fact, not from Franklin, requests to put the menorah up on the common, um, the nativity scene is on the common, um, and you know while people have different views about that, um, you know we've seen I think happiness and joy in most cases around that. I think that step is available for any organization right now and I I just want people to understand that while the municipal building flagpole is into a whole other level of context, um, there are options for people, and I think if a subcommittee (coughs) would work on this, um, I think they would work through the issues that were brought up earlier. There's four or five observances sometimes in a month. Well, do they get the whole month, a week? Um, And what's the cost of these things? Uh, Because there is going to be a competitive nature for this. Council D'Orco mentioned it ago. You are going to have union flags, you are going to have uh, third-party nonprofits for sure, religious. One day, two days, five days, there's a lot of additional questions here. I think that the community needs to consider to be smart about this and make sure that there's even equity among access to those resources. So, um, I hope that that gives a little bit of context to folks about the common, the gazebo, there are other places that these things can happen to show that we are no place for hate, that we are a welcoming and warm community. I was at the festival last year in June, and I'm going again this year to show my support, um, and it was a wonderful day. And I just hope people come away with, while there are instances of these things, the overwhelming majority of moments in Tentown Franklin are absolutely positive. They are loving, they are caring, and they are positive, and we are as a community moving in the right direction. This is a very thorny legal issue, obviously, with a lot of evolution as the town attorney did. And I think all of us on the staff are more than willing to work with all of you and anyone um, towards this ultimate goal of, of obviously some sort of dedicated space here at the museum. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you
0: Jamie, and I'm, I'm glad you brought up the, ban- the banner point because there is something that uh, they can do this year uh, in this June can be done while we look at this uh, in a much broader picture. Uh, and I would just kind of look to the council for consensus that uh, they agree putting a subcommittee together. Uh, I didn't think I'd get any people that said no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, there was some really good ideas that okay. came up. I thought the there was great. some, great, some okay. great ideas, great thoughts, and I think uh, you know, sorting them out through an ad hoc subcommittee. And uh, if there are counselors that would like to serve on that, I, please uh, I, see me talk to me after that. I
20: agree with that, but I also agree that the emails that we got from the people that are against, oh, uh, it, I think we should have some of them on too. That's we'll that's uh, it, would be, it, would
0: be across yeah, the board,
11: yeah. as Jamie alluded um, to. We need good. all the different, uh, I've been based on so I've been raising my hand. Where? Uh, I see it right there. (laughs) It's Kyle Thompson. Okay, Okay. Uh, name and
0: address, please.
11: Thanks, Tom. Uh, Kyle Thompson, Mercer Lane. Um, I think you guys are too nice. The Town Council is too nice. (laughs) I know some of you up there are, uh, you know, being cool under the circumstances, but First of all, the First Amendment does provide protection for all views, okay, despite what the other person said. And the LGBT community or the LGBT message is not a governmental message. I think the LGBT community is sowing division in Franklin. Celebrating and raising a flag in regards to someone's sexuality or gender identity is ridiculous. I think we are all members of the Franklin community. We are all Americans. I believe the flags flown today represent us all. The Franklin community consists of people from different religions, races, ethnicities, sexual orientations, and political affiliations. We live together, our schools. Our kids go to school together, and we play sports together. I believe we should live in harmony and work together to build a strong community. A flag celebrating in-person sexuality and gender identity will continue to f- divide this community. Recently, the LGBT plus community launched a new flag, YAP, Young Attracted Persons, trying to normalize having sex with children. This does not represent the community. Are we gonna fly that flag also? Mm. Our religion, race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, and political affiliation should not be called out by a flag flown in town. The only flag that represents us all is the American, state, and town flags, as well as some of the armed forces flags flown in town. Recently, the school committee voted yes on an MASC resolution built by Denise Spencer with the Lexington and Somerville school districts to support putting children on puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and cutting off healthy body parts. This is being pushed by the LGBTQ community. Not all members of this community support this crap, okay? There are people in this town that want to vote no on flying this flag and what the LGBTQ community is doing in this town. Boys in elementary schools in Franklin are being allowed to use girls' bathrooms without consequence. Kids in elementary schools are being compelled to use pronouns and so forth. We are a community. We do not need to represent people's sexuality and gender identity with a flag. Be confident in yourself. You are not oppressed. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Okay, uh, I think we, we I think we have a consensus, and I think what we will do is put an ad hoc committee together uh, to look at this further. And I do believe, uh, uh, Jamie, you've had the conversation with uh, Amber about the banner and flags
5: as an option. On- Absolutely, and I, I I think you know we'll continue to work with Amber as we do every applicant for every permit uh, through June for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
17: One final, just a small wrap up sure. comment. This is ultimately a small piece of uh, supporting the community. Um, I think it would be great if we can um, rally around a, a, a passive statement that is uh, putting up a flag that says we support uh, members of. The community. But most of the work is done uh, every day uh, treating neighbors with care and love and respect and being open to others. Um, So just just don't forget that. This is, I think, an opportunity for us to do something uh, that, that, you know, to put out a statement. There are many ways to do that. I hope we have a good conversation about the best way to do that. But most of the work uh, goes on all of you uh, to love your neighbors uh, as we do every day.
0: Thanks. Well said
17: council fund bill.
0: Okay, moving on. Uh, legislation for action. Resolution 23-28, Town Council approval of
13: County HACA funds.
0: Clerk will read the resolution.
13: Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is resolution 23-28. Town Council approval of American Rescue Plan Act or HACA funds. Franklin Town Council, on behalf of uh, Franklin, hereby accepts the receipt of proper funds uh, from and or through Norfolk County Mass, includes the expenditure of funds for the below listed purposes, and to authorize the town administrator to execute any and all documents, and to take any and all other actions required for town to receive said funds. Uh, water main replacement, yay, $779,666 resolution should become effective according to the provisions of the town of Franklin Home Charter. Move resolution 23-28. Second.
0: Motion and second. Discussion. Jamie
5: do you want to pass it to the blue hat? I just I just want to say this is what I love about my job so much, is to talk about flags in such a, a thoughtful and courteous manner and then we turn right to infrastructure.
7: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> water main, right? Back to the bread and butter of you know what every
5: day we do. I really mean it. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, so uh, really quickly, um, you know, basically this is the last installment until we're kind of capped at the 75, 80%. The county's letting this go over a little bit. Um, this closes out um, the water main projects um, that we have and we'll max out our money uh, until the county releases that last 20%, which we expect later this fall. Um, I hope I've articulated everything in the memo. Um, I will say, uh, obviously the $779,660 is for the county, which all of you know we have to apply for via their policy. Uh, But I just wanna add in, I hope folks read the memo at the end, Uh, the other municipal money, we were able to buy two uh, electric vehicles uh, to replace two of our gas fleet cars. Uh, By the way, cars, if you haven't noticed, are really expensive. Uh, these days and uh pan and mike d'angelo i just give them a little in the dpwj uh, just a huge effort for watching the market like a hawk and just being able to find two cars at sixteen thousand dollars this also takes care of yeah uh, and this also this also exercises we are able to utilize the grant uh, from doer to pay for the other half so it's great um a hundred thousand dollars towards the environmental assessment preliminary remediation of the new style property um, I didn't think any of you would argue with that. Uh, this is like mm-hmm. now finally the real deal, like Brian Tavener's, uh applying for a half million dollar grant because the EPA has never had more money for grants um, for brownfield remediation, and so we're trying to take advantage of that. federal government likes to see the 20% match, which is funny because they're giving us the money and then we're kind of matching it back to right. them. So any support uh, we
18: can give for that
5: That's that just, th- this is enough. And then um, a million dollars uh, for the lost hotel revenue we can finally uh, actually put towards some road work. So, um, you know, just, you know, obviously this is amazing. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say it. You'll hear it during the budget hearing. It's in the budget narrative. Um, it was in the Globe today. Um, the city of Boston has spent all of its 570 million in our money. <laughs> That's surreal. 570 million, the auditors, Flagged. What are you going to do, Boston, when the ARPA money runs out? And so we're still a couple years away from that, but um, it is something to look forward to. The good news with our money, it's not being operationally used. It's all capital, so we really won't have that same drop, presumably, that Boston is going to have when they all that money goes away and they have no way to pay for anything they and hang for it. Um, I'm not. I'm Good luck to Michelle Wu yeah. um, and that in a couple of years, in an election year. So if anybody has any questions on the water mains, Brutus has a list of all the work that we're doing. Um, happy to explain to everybody where all the pipes are going, folks want to know. Thank you. Councilors, Councilor
0: Frangelo.
17: I, I would like to know a, a summary, summary,
0: yeah.
17: A yeah. little, yeah, just how much, how much does 700,000, I we, we've approved a few of these now, how much does 779,000 get us? Mile. The shorter
0: version. So <laughs> <person>. uh, no. <laughs> I know we're talking the brew this year.
8: No, th- this money actually came in very good, and you know, pat my team on the back. My, we got this project out really early yeah. last, this year. So, this is, this is the Janie Adams project that's off Palm Street. Okay. So, we're working down there. Um, I think what's good about this is got the got it in early. Um, the contractor actually bought pipe last year, so it's on the ground. It's like 52 weeks to get piped out. Yeah. So and we got a really good price and so we were able to get this money together to actually go out for this job we had. It was, uh as the side story always tells, like in the old days, you know, pipe be laying around. And before you put it in the ground, you have to decontaminate it because raccoons would go in there and poop and all this other stuff. And over on Country Club Way, uh, they had <laughs> True. Uh, people don't think about this. This is what we do every day. But over on Country Club Ride, this, <laughs> I like being visual. Um, <laughs> we had pipe it was literally, that has a born on date. It was made on a Friday in New Jersey, and we were putting it on the ground on Wednesday the following week. That's how far behind they are on Ooh. pipe. I mean, I was like making a joke look, it's so warm. It just came out out. But. out uh, so that was really good. So we're ahead, once again, ahead of game. That's what
17: that, that money is called for that, that joint. The chain of the app. Yes, the Do you have, see, sure. you still have the app. Do you have a sense of uh, how old the previous
8: pipe? So that pipe is the old AC pipe, the, the, the putty pipe type. It's as best as concrete. Mm-hmm. It's not as best as some people think it's best like breathe mm-hmm. actually, and the concrete holds together. Yeah. So that pipe, uh, I think it was, what, 1960? So it's, it's about a 70-year-old 70, 70 asset. We have a lot of breaks down there, and that's that's once again we talked about at the capital committee. Today. Like, that's a great road because if you've been down there, the road's junk, right? You can go ahead and put a water line in there, we're going to go ahead and fix it. So I need mud- road money next year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to ask. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll send council from
17: Yeah, I, go, go ahead. So just to, just to finish the point, and I, and I, I say this often, and I just I just want to continue to take opportunities to try to quantify what it means when we're talking about. Developing in a way that's uh, that doesn't pay for itself, right? So this is a half mile of uh, at tops stretch of uh, pipe that serves uh, maybe 24 homes uh, that is costing us seven hundred thousand dollars. Multiply that across the town, uh, we <laughs> the, the, the the math just doesn't work out. And when we talk about uh, needing to find solutions, of uh, developing in a way that builds on existing infrastructure that doesn't force us to put out uh, uh, new pipes that doesn't pay for itself, uh, this is what we're talking about, is projects like these where uh, in the 1960s we committed to paying for something and then uh, didn't put enough money aside, we did that at a mass scale, and now we have a whole bunch of liabilities uh, that us and our kids and our grandchildren are going to be struggling to pay for. Mr. Chair?
8: There yeah. I, I I we call it the Janie Road Project, but this actually is some other roads in near Schofield. Yeah, yeah. it's a little longer and that's a little more houses, but Councilor Rajunco is right, it is expensive and the whole plan is exactly. No question. But it's more than twenty four houses, I want to yeah, yeah.
17: I, I, I tried to incorporate others, <laughs> maybe <laughs> in forty.
0: <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Councilor Tronjello. Any other councilors? Councilor Delarco. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Jamie, you
20: bought two electric cars? You know what they are? Nissan weeks. Is that how yeah. Jay bought. Yeah. yeah. We We actually delivered today. Oh. Did you? Did you get warranties on? Yeah. Know, that's my. They, they did. They went out. They, we don't them. have anybody that knows how to fix them. Yeah. So we did get one. Yeah, you just plug them in. <laughs> I'm not a big electric. I'm not a big electric guy. Guys. Guy, so
9: I mean,
5: well, I mean, really quickly, I mean, you just mentioned that to Jay. I mean Jay's done a lot of training on these. I think Jay sees the future of this. I we agree with you. Electric vehicles are still an evolution. Yeah. And we're seeing the battery issues that are going on in the storage unit. Like there's still a, 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 like, are they better for the climate? I would say yes, but yet maybe there's some discussion on it. I don't know. Well where's the battery? But they're we got glad. two cars for 23 grand or 32 grand. Oh, they're good. Which is, like, guys. Which is well even just any car. Uh, 30, even one car for 32 grand I would take these days looking yeah. at the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, Jay just said, I can't speak highly enough for him and obviously his team that he's put together, he's really, he's really done it me. No, because the Chevy Bolts are terrible. Yeah. We, get, we get a couple of them,
8: they're awful. All four of them are the same, too. Trying yeah, to get good. the same manufacturer. And that was a big deal for him. I took.
20: I went to a training class on them, too, but this. A lot, a lot of them. I agree. I mean, you change the boundaries of five years, that's $10,000. Yeah. That's
0: $10,000. Okay, any other councilors? Seeing none, the vote will come on the motion to approve resolution 23-28, majority votes required. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries.
5: Town Administrators report. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I uh, just want to thank, first and foremost, all the incredible Earth Day volunteers uh, you know, over the past uh, week. I uh, know there's still some other events coming up, but um, obviously volunteerism is what's been making this community very special for a long time and um, incredible effort. And second, uh, before I pass it back, um, as anybody knows, uh, the Town Administrator's FY24 budget proposal is out. It's online. Um, www.franklinma.gov. Um, just look for town budget, FY24. Um, I know it's long. I know it's long. I've already heard about this 100 times. There's not a one-page cliff notes I can offer. I've done that, um, it's 125-page narrative and about 140 pages of budget line item by line item. Um, quick plug. Uh, the agendas will be going out this week. Uh, May eighth uh, is the first finance committee hearing at six thirty here in the council chamber, also by Zoom. Um, and so uh, that will be general government. Um, it will be benefits. Uh, it will be you know all of the basically all of the town departments with the exception of schools and public safety, including the DPW will be on that night as well. Uh, Wednesday, uh, May tenth at six thirty as well. Um, in this room will be um, will be in the finance committee. That will be night at the school department. We've also invited the Tri-County Superintendent who will be here uh, to give an update on their budget and their project, as well as for the first time ever, uh, Norfolk Agricultural Technical School right. is coming. Um, they're gonna have a representative to talk about uh, their school budget and where they're at uh, in the educational world, which is really exciting. And then the final FinCom uh, budget meeting will be May 11th, uh, which will be all public safety, regional dispatch, uh, building inspections, so, and final recommendations. So um, if anybody's interested in the FY24 budget, those are the dates to uh, tune into the FinCon. Thank you. Thank you, Jane.
0: Okay, subcommittee reports. Capital subcommittee, Councilor Pellegrini.
23: Okay, we met this evening, and we had four items that we had to um, go over for round two. And the items were for the Department of Public Works design, maintenance, and construction of public roads, sidewalks and parking lots. And that was for a total of $581,782. Marketing and branding to match the $50,000 grant Representative Jeff Roy secured for the town. And that was, as I said, for $50,000. So that's the match with the state. So that would be a total of $100,000. The SPED van, this is a replacement van for the school department for their special needs, and that was for $77,000. And for the town clerk's office, fleece vests, and identification gear, and it also included signs um, and stands, and that was for $3,000 for a total of uh, $711,782 two, um, and it was unanimously voted by our committee.
0: Thank you, Councilor plegri uh, Those items will be on, on our next agenda for Council, vote. Uh, EDC? No. No? <laughs> no budget, I know. GATRA, Councilor Frondillo.
17: Yeah, thank you, so we met, uh, GATRA met on the 19th, the GATRA Advisory Board. Um, Mostly, again, we have uh, a new administrator who's been just going through systematically and cleaning up systems. One is uh, the financials, and so this one, uh, she sort of gave us a sneak preview of what will be the FY24 budget, which will be hopefully easier to read and categorize and just make more sense uh, from a public perspective as to seeing which buckets uh, money is being dropped into. If you ever have questions about what's happening uh, at Gadra, uh it can be technical uh, and confusing, uh, the agendas, and certainly the public meetings, please reach out to me uh, with any questions about that.
0: Thank you, Councilor Frondillo. Okay, future agenda items. Councilor
9: Hamlin.
15: Not at this time, thank you. <laughs>
0: Councillor Sheridan.
10: I don't know if it's speech agenda item, but could we look into the issue about the road that they've brought up? Uh, Washington yeah. Street, yeah. Councillor
0: Counselor Fraudillo. Yeah,
17: uh, yeah. yeah that's my one, is this, this through trucking, I, I was going through other communities, and there are some, it seems like there are allowed to designate certain uh, roads being not available for, yeah. for trucking. I think yeah. it might be time. I'm not,
0: that, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about it, but I think it's something that, uh, you
17: know, Jamie gave me a nod when she was speaking. So the, the Google Maps has changed the whole way we get through Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly.
23: Councilor
19: Platton. Not at this time. Councilor Cormier-Ledger. Just want to add my support for looking into the road issue, Mr. Chairman. Councilor Chandler. Nothing at this time. Councilor Jones.
20: No, sir. No, sir. Councilor Delago. <clears throat> Because I live there, definitely the road. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's off. <laughs> I want to know
19: who Mrs. Bennett is. Yeah. Not, no, I'll cut. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Wow. Councilor comments. Councilor Plegri.
23: Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to uh, offer condolences. To uh, Stevie Gere, his father passed away, and Stevie was a retired firefighter. Mm-hmm. And his father, Buddy Gere, passed away this past week. Um, and I did go to the funeral, to the, to the wake, so to represent, because I've known him for so many years, but to represent the council too. I don't know if anybody else had planned to go there or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, I shook my <laughs> hand, you were there. Okay. And lastly, this is a personal thing for me. I have a granddaughter that's graduating um, in a few days from the University of Georgia. She's graduating in three years rather than four years with two degrees. She's getting... um, Nice. a degree in finance and also in French so I'm very proud and I'm bragging and <laughs> she okay. because she, did, she deserves it I'm she beautiful. deserves it 3am <laughs> <3 laughs> are you
0: kidding that's wonderful that'll be a coffee shop discussion That's good
23: good Councilor Hamlin uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman. I oh, no, um, don't even know who he's calling. <laughs> well, I figured <laughs> I'd <it,
0: laughs> Councillor Sheridan, <laughs> Councillor, Cormier, me ledger, go first all the time. Yeah. So I figured um, I'd change it
15: up.
23: First, I just wanted
15: to thank Cathy and um, Rachel for coming up with, and I forgot to write down your name, sir. I'm Mark. Already, so can, what was it? Mark. Mark. Um, Four solutions that we hadn't thought of yet, and I am, I learned a lot, and thank you, Evelyn, for your, your comments. Um, and everyone, it just, uh, I think the more we talk about it, the better and easier it is to talk about things like this, and then we actually come to a pretty good conclusion or consensus. Um, so, first I just wanted, and then I wanted to say, uh, congratulations to KP Sampali. Um He, he received the outstanding volunteer award from the Boston Cares group um, and there's an arts and culture listening tour. We're starting up again on the twenty eighth, nine to eleven at the that's on Friday, at the library. Right, Council Frangelo, Councilor Frangelo and Councillor Comey Ledger will will be all be there together to listen to you. Um, and thank you to Brika Lai Goodlander and all of the com- the commissioners that were here. Tonight. Um, the open space is very exciting to all of us, as we said, already said before. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Councilor Hamlin.
0: Councilor
19: Cormier Leisure. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you to everybody tonight for your impassioned comments, uh, for the solutions that were presented, um, and for the uh, Understanding to go forward and look at the issue as a complex one and as a group, I think, is a great um, a great way forward. I um, I have to say this in my personal comments, but it was clear to me that there's work to be done when there's still a resident of town who is going to equate what. I am going through or what anybody in the LGBTQ going to and he immediately goes to a pedophilia comment. It's uncalled for and it's disgusting. And you are somebody that I have taken the time to meet with privately and have coffee and um, that won't happen any longer because I'm not gonna avail myself of that kind of abuse. Uh, Not for you, sir. Um, But to everybody else that wants to have a real talk uh, and hear about these issues I'm always available uh, to all of my friends on the school committee that have reached out uh, we I hear you we are trying we have some tough budget conversations coming up but we really are trying to look at this and figure out how to move forward and put a plan together um, thank you to Debbie for the great meeting tonight with uh, leading the meeting on the um, Capital. It, was a, it was a great discussion, and to everybody that presented. Uh, and I'm looking forward to Friday, when we um, resume our talks on arts and culture here in town, because with all that we have going on, uh, that is still a very important topic, and we can't let that community down. So thank you. Thank you, Councilor Coley-Ledger. Councilor hey, Sheridan. Hey. I, <laughs> <laughs> I do like to thank like, Regan Williams. Really, for the presentation and
2: the people who made the positive comments and also want to thank the rec department for organizing the uh birthday volunteer event thank you
18: councillor sheridan councillor chandler through you mr chairman uh first second week in a row a lot of emails great i love i love getting those emails hopefully i responded to everybody um i want to give a couple shout outs we don't always do this people here getting out of boy. but the first one, Councilor um, DeLocco, you were able to steal the best Ford mechanic in uh, Franklin to come to
20: the DPW. He did, we appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a big, yeah. cool, cool. Good guy, sure yeah, was, he, he did. And um, better stop paying him, though, because he could go to Massport. <laughs> <laughs>
7: You son of a gun! <laughs> <laughs> I now know what now it's on the record, is. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
18: that's, uh, I, uh, <laughs> so... gonna, we gotta take care of This <laughs> <laughs> guy doesn't want the commute. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got <cut> that? <laughs> Second one, to you Jamie, that Special Ed band was very important mm-hmm. under the capital budget, I think the whole committee appreciated that, um, let's see, Lastly. This didn't need to go under a um, new agenda, because it's more just an update, maybe. It's too bad, because I saw President Ken was here from Dean. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, like, they're getting a real police department again. So I didn't know if they were running around carrying guns now. And I just didn't know how big it was going to be, because we, we all know how quick any incident can escalate yeah, when it is. comes to that. So I just I didn't know what the situation was there. Jimmy, I'll give you a yeah. quick response because we,
10: Ken, oh, will be coming, one has,
18: Ken will be coming back. Yeah, oh, Ken's, Ken's, Ken's probably going to be coming back. It should have been <laughs> on
0: the yeah. Um, yeah, he wanted to come and speak about commencement, yeah. but I've already spoken to him yeah. to, oh. come, uh, to come yeah. to one of our next yeah. meetings. And oh, we'll yes. be able to ask those questions. Yeah. Thank you Mr. Chairman. Okay, anything else, come no. Councilor Frangiello? Councilor Frangiello.
17: Uh, a lot of it's already been said. So we've got two surveys going. So if we haven't completed uh, those surveys. I'm gonna say it every time until they're open. But One of them uh, closes this week, as you heard. So, uh, open space and rec plan, um, you have until, I believe, Sunday uh, to complete that. Um, you still have your arts and culture survey uh, open. You can find that. As well, arts and culture meeting, that's Friday, uh, 9 to 11, Franklin Public Library. Um, please uh, come share your thoughts on uh, how we can improve art and culture uh, here in town. I'll uh, echo poetry uh, the following day (laughs) on Saturday. Um, Share your your favorite poem at the library, um, noon to three. Noon to three. At the library. And then I have two personal projects that I've been working to get off the ground and they're actually coming (laughs) uh, to fruition. So one of them, uh, I I got a grant from the cultural district uh, to put on movie nights in the, sort of as an homage to the old Xeotrope Theater. We held our first one yesterday, and it was everything I wanted it to be. We had a popcorn machine with real butter. We had local craft sodas. We had your candy, a cinematic experience. The Black Box Theater did a fantastic job helping me uh, put that together. So that was the first of three uh, for the pilot program. So the last Tuesday at seven o'clock, the last Tuesday of every month, uh, the next one, If Beale Street Could Talk, and I'm already working with if, uh, Escape a Fiction. If Bill Street Could Talk is based off a James Baldwin novel. If, uh, Escape a Fiction is going to be selling that book uh, in the weeks leading up to uh, the film. So I'm very excited about that. Okay, so that's one project. The other one, um, is uh, we've cited uh, a few times in a few different meetings, uh, Jane Jacobs, who was a famous social activist who would, um, really did a, a large part in sort of pushing people to observe their community, take time especially to experience it by foot or by walking or biking and really uh, experience their community and be observant and try to reflect on some new things. Uh, So every year around her birthday, uh, they do a Jane's Walk, this is a national event. So I've always wanted to hold one in Franklin, so I am holding one this year with Franklin Matters, um, and that's gonna be uh, next uh so not this saturday but the following saturday um we're meeting at the common at 10:30, and we're just going to do a few mile walk around town and talk about housing and development um and whatever else comes to our mind as we walk around uh, so i'd like to see you there all right that's it for me
0: thank you Councillor frangillo Councillor delarco geez he's coming well time he came
20: I just want to thank everybody um, for tonight, every presentation that came out. I mean, it, it's been a long night, but it was a good night. I think, you know, we made progress, so that's good. Um, Amber, if you're, still, uh, if you're still there, I just, you know, for a family that, you know, had a lot of veterans, uh, especially fighting World War II, we had prisoner wars in World War II. I just want to thank you for your service. I don't think anyone has, but I, I just, you know, it seems like you deserve a thank you, so I wanted to thank you for that. Um, and, and Louis Gear too. Louis Gear was a, a great guy. He, he was very involved in the town at one point, you know, until he got sick. So I want to, you know, send my condolences out to them. But uh, but that's it. You get ready for spring. Hopefully, we start getting some good weather. Thank you, Councillor
0: Delarco. Councillor Jones. Wow! I
13: bet you forgot me again.
0: <laughs> no, I saved the worst for last. <laughs> <laughs>
21: I agree with <laughs> that. <laughs> 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 we weren't
13: such good friends before. He's buying me coffee <laughs> better
9: show
13: up tomorrow morning. They're But all joking aside, very, very constructive meeting tonight. Uh, I, I think, and I, I hate to use the Bruins analogy, um, are they I will, because the Bruins are losing tonight two to one. Oh, OK. Is, is that if there's one thing we can learn from the Boston Bruins and the Celtics, I don't mean leave the Celtics out of this as well, is that through teamwork and through tenacity, you can fight through some really tough battles. I mean, that, that, no, it, it's the fact. Tuesday night, the, the second game against the, 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 um, the Rangers, whoever they played, Panthers, was a really brutal game. They got really beat up, and they, they almost gave in to the bullying, but the third game, they came back and it showed how much of a professional team they really are. But, and I know in front of me, right here, is a very professional team. And despite some of the, the toughness and the bullying that comes along, uh, through any any kind of hard game or decision that comes across, we're going to be other professionals and work our way through it, and ultimately succeed. I have no doubt about that. I hope the Celtics are listening to you right now. For <laughs> I don't. I hope Bruins are winning because they're losing too. But the simple fact of the matter yes. is I want to oh, that Amber and all of our veterans for their, for their service as a you know, to our country. I can't even, can't even begin to tell you how much I, I love and support our veterans. and. Um, I want to thank everyone for coming out and having this right discussion. I uh, will brag a little bit, one of the first committees I ever joined in the town of Franklin back in 2006 was the open space committee. That was the first committee I was on and with Alan Earls. As a matter of fact, Alan Earls was the chairman of open space back in 2006. And it's always been one of my, uh, I hold dearly to my heart, is keeping uh, the town of Franklin uh, up in a a good place to live, but with plenty of open space and recreation. And I think with the, the plan that's gonna be coming up is gonna is gonna be a really
17: good positive uh thing for our community. And no I'm
13: just kidding. <laughs> 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 the this,
17: and Mr. you
0: Tyler. wonder why I saved him for
13: so last. <laughs> 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 no,
0: nobody wanted <laughs> <Nobody laughs> <won> <laughs> <laughs> Good. Uh, I, I as well would like to offer my condolences to the Gear family. And I would also like to thank everyone who came out tonight, both uh, coming to council chambers, coming on to the zoo hall, or we're just watching <coughs> on TV. I think we had two very informative discussions this evening. Uh, Briegel, I, I, I the information that you brought forward is wonderful. Uh, and. I know it's just going to grow from there with you at the helm, so really looking forward to some great things coming uh, from the open space plan. And uh, as far as the uh, flag discussion, uh, I want to thank everyone. Uh, I thought it was great discussion. I thought I want to congratulate my fellow counselors who I thought did a great job, came in with a lot of Uh, good ideas good thoughts and uh, express themselves very very well so uh, and I think what we're doing putting an ad-hoc committee together to look at this is the right thing to do and there is something that they can do for this year uh, that you know maybe isn't exactly what they were looking for but at least it's it's a message that we're sending on the town conference so, with that, I would entertain a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second, non-debatable. All those in favor, signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed. Aye. Aye. Motion
7: carries.
6: We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help?